0: FM. This is the Haraway's Oats and Girls Breakfast Show. My name is Chris, and joining me in the studio now is Laura, I've got to make sure that I don't screw up your last name, Borrowdale?
1: It's exactly how it's written.
0: Wonderful. Mm. I know it's how it's written, but is it how it's pronounced? It,
1: it is. It's not one of those confusing ones.
0: Wonderful. Uh, so, Laura, you are a poet?
1: It's actually not how I build myself first, but I, am, I have been writing poetry recently.
0: Uh, how, do, how do you build yourself then, rather than uh, let me speak for you, sorry?
1: Oh, no, I, um, I tend to describe myself as a freelance writer and a teacher. I write more probably um, journalism-y type stuff than poetry. But it is the poetry that's been getting the attention.
0: Yeah, so uh, you are uh, in Dunedin. Well, you live here now. I do. uh, But also you're taking part in the Young Writers Festival, which starts this evening?
1: It does, yep. I think there's opening drinks at 5.30.
0: There is, in fact, opening drinks at uh, 5.30 at the Writers Block, 23 Princess Street. Uh, and you're also taking part in uh, Pleasure and Pain, uh, writing about sex and sexuality well, this evening. yeah,
1: following the drinks, once everybody's excused the pun, well lubricated, we are talking about writing about sex. Oops. So joining me will be Lana Lopez from The Pantograph Punch and Karen Healy, who is a young adult writer of critical acclaim. Um, and we're going to be delving into that because that's what the poetry I've been writing about, I've been writing is about.
0: Right, uh, and how how is it that you're approaching the uh that topic because the thing that i find interesting about uh sex and sexuality in new zealand is that we are really great at being ah oh, laid back and don't even worry about it but then also amazingly prudish and don't talk about anything it's uh it's all very heteronormative and very uh behind closed doors and you don't so how do you find uh
1: well, it's funny you mention the word prudish because it's actually on my um, my notes for this evening. Right. New Zealand is prudish. Let's talk about that because New Zealand is prudish. We have a very kind of a stiff upper lip about things and also a she'll be right attitude, which means. And I know because I've just read the two thousand and seventeen, uh, GRIEX Global Sex Survey. Um, we're pretty slack with things like contraception, mm. um, and and other things, uh, and we need to talk more about it. So I guess that's why I started doing this thing um, because I. Uh, also, work with young people, and I realised they weren't having conversations. And partly that was because they never saw grown-ups um, mm. having n- sex. Is only talked about in a titillating kind of way in our society, and nobody ever represents um, the reality or how people feel, or you know the good things about it. It's um, it's either rape culture or porn, and I wanted something else.
0: Yeah, fair enough, and that's um, a really valid point because you're right. It is something that. And I, I find it, it interesting with uh, like um, cases recently, um, or in prominent cases in the media a couple of years back, about consent and uh, masculinity and how we uh, view that, and it kind of cracked me up that it was stories about like newsreaders sitting there talking about how awful it was that these men did these things, uh, and then cut to an ad break which was three and a half minutes of men doing things!
1: Yeah, and consent's a really big issue for me. I think that consent is one of the, the key things that um, that I that feel strongly about, and I feel really strongly about something called enthusiastic consent, which is, uh, there's been a lot of this talk, especially in America recently, where uh, laws have changed and you have to you know, get confirmation from somebody, and that you have to keep stopping every five minutes to say, are you okay with this and are you okay with that? But really the idea behind enthusiastic consent is if the other person isn't actively and obviously enjoying what you're doing. Stop doing it. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing something you don't both like.
0: So. Yeah, uh, and it's the other thing that I find uh, quite interesting with our our little culture in New Zealand is the dichotomy between like, oh yeah, you know, it's totally ah, oh, we'll talk about any, anything, um, oh, ex- except that, and you don't want to. Um, I think uh, my good friend Rob Guthrie put it best when he described uh, his sex education as his teacher describing the clitoris as "it's not a magic button, boys; you can't just mash it with your thumb." <laughs> uh, which is one of
1: it is true. Like it, that is true. Yeah, I you mean, can't deny it. You can't.
0: Um, yeah, uh, but it is. It is quite strange how uh, well. We will let it all hang out, but then also put the big black bars across.
1: Yeah, and there's a a degree of kind of locker room talk as well. Like, we will talk about it with our friends somewhere else, but we won't talk about it with the person we're having sex with, Mm. which is really problematic because they're the person who needs to know the most.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, And also, yeah, uh, that's that's something quite interesting. And also, it's... um, Yeah, it's strange seeing the, because there are conversations like this about uh, consent and everybody's like, we're all very adult and um, sensitive or sensible about it. But then it's the fact that a lot of the sexual contact happens uh, on weekends when everybody's intentionally like, you've got to get paralytic drunk before you've got the you've got
1: to get beyond the point of being able to talk before yeah. you can talk about it yeah, yeah absolutely Yeah,
0: um and that is
1: <laughs> or you use an app and yeah. you do all your talking not face to face through you know through a messenger system or whatever and it, it, it just um yeah i think there's a better way to have some of those conversations but again people don't see it happening so they don't mm. they're not open about it um and so I'm taking I'm taking one for the team, I'm being brave. Cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, and so you do that in a variety of ways through your poetry, and also you have, uh, we were talking off here about the, I am terrible at pronouncing it, It's Erotica? Aotea Erotica. Right. Thank you. Uh, which is up to its third volume now. You said that you're preparing for the fourth?
1: Yeah, so I'm the editor of New Zealand's, um, first and only literary erotica journal uh, we take quite a broad view of erotica so we look at um, not just uh, not just literally erotic writing but also writing about gender and, and sex as well um, and yeah we've, we've just published our third one and we're looking at doing the fourth one in December which I've um, started reading for which is fun.
0: Right. Great. Uh, so that's uh, thank you very much for your time. And uh, as you said, uh come for the drinks, stay for the sex poetry.
1: Yeah, I actually won't be reading sex poetry tonight. That's tomorrow oh, right. night. Okay. T- tonight, we're just going to be talking about, about sex. Um, tomorrow night, I will be reading with some other poets at Dog with Two Tails at 7 pm. All right, yep. Last time, Chris, I did this. Um, They had double-booked the venue, and there was a 60th birthday party going on simultaneously. So uh, those lucky people were treated to poems about blowjobs, as well as their dinner. So you might get really lucky and get more than one thing out
0: Hey, 60-year-olds can be sexual.
1: Well, yes, they can. (laughs) So so can dinner,
0: I'm sure. (laughs) Certainly. Uh, Thank you very much for your time this morning, Laura. Thanks, Chris. Uh, You're listening to Radio 191 FM. If you want to find out more about the Young Writers Festival, it is online at youngwritersfest.nz. This right now is Danita.